Fear Itself is sponsored by Oto, my go-to CBD brand. Oto has created the world's highest strength CBD shots, making them perfect for enjoying your daily dose of CBD on the go. There are three truly unique flavors available, each designed around three key moments in your daily ritual. Focus, amplify and balance. Whether you're looking for the perfect morning pick-me-up or you need help relaxing before bed, Oto's collection of functional CBD shots are perfectly designed to enhance the natural rhythm of your day. I love their taste, but I was skeptical about these shots at first. However, after taking one each morning, I have truly noticed a difference in my mood and energy levels. It does really set me up for my day. Available online at their website, otocbd.com. Why not try them yourself and see if Oto helps you find your space? I'm Ellie Golding and I have a fear of not being liked. Welcome to Fear Itself with me, Cressida Bonus. In this podcast, I'll be having conversations with people about their personal stories around fear. In my experience, fear can be motivational, but it can also really hold me back. And I'm curious to understand this dynamic a bit better. How does fear show up? How do people try to hide it? How can we harness it? And what can we learn from it? My guest this week is Ellie Goulding, the multi-platinum selling singer-songwriter whose career to date has seen her receive two Grammy Award nominations, a Golden Globe nomination and two Brit Awards. Ellie is also a long-standing activist, philanthropist and a goodwill ambassador for the UN environment. She campaigns at the highest level to amplify the voices of young people in particular. Ellie is really open and honest in this episode, and we talk about the need to fit in at school and how music helped conquer her demons and how the fear of slipping up and getting it wrong can block us creatively. I was curious to know if being in the spotlight from such a young age amplifies this fear. Can we face this fear by just doing it, stepping out of comfort zones and just laughing at ourselves when we mess up? And by the way, she hums a little tune at the end, so make sure you stick around for that. Ellie, hello. Hello. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, thank you for having me. First of all, thank you for just being so honest and open. I think it's time. You know, it's it's the first time I've really properly spoken about this. And I'm kind of ready to. I yeah. feel ready and open. But do you know what? I think so many people do suffer from this, including myself. But, you know, a lot of people wouldn't say it. And I think it can be so limiting. Can you explain from your perspective what the fear of not being liked means to you? I mean, is that like professionally and personally? I think it's a bit of both. I definitely recall when I was a kid, you start to sense very quickly in primary school. I went to primary school in the middle of nowhere in Wales and I sensed really quickly that that you sort of had to be somewhat popular to get ahead in class or to like, I don't know, I could tell that that there was some kind of benefit in being popular and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was and I would say that I was I would say that I was popular and I don't know whether that was because it was me or because it was sort of my version of me to impress other people which I think we all sometimes tend to do but I don't know I remember being quite a conscientious child and kind of understanding that early on and I wasn't bullied, but I definitely had a few people that latched onto my insecurities about my, you know, my appear- physical appearance or, um, yeah, yeah, the, the way mm. I looked, whatever. I think it improved a bit in high school. I think I 
found myself a bit more. I started to listen to music that I truly loved and music that I could get lost in and relate to. And um, that kind of became my sort of secret power that I could you know, sing and play guitar and, and do all those things by myself. So until then, I did. I, I think I felt a bit lost as a kid. But yeah, it's, it's kind of just, I think with my job, it's definitely, it definitely hasn't improved in any way. I mm. think I still feel that kind of primary school slash high school longing for you know for everyone to like me and I don't know I think it's connected to so many things it's definitely connected to low self-esteem and thinking that oh well if, if everybody likes me then that must mean that I'm perfect and that must mean that there isn't one thing about me that is you know unlikable mm. um do you think yeah. do you think uh success and fame magnifies it I th- yeah I I, I in, in in a word yeah um, initially you know you have this this immense feeling of power that wow you've you know achieved the thing that you wanted to achieve you become the person you wanted to become and then suddenly you're on TV as if it's the most natural thing in the world suddenly you're doing interviews as if it's the most natural thing to talk about yourself and then suddenly you're just sort of wow like people are listening to me and people are suddenly really respecting me mm. but then it kind of goes a very different way because once you've understood that people have started liking you and you know liking your music and your personality from interviews and from TV and things like that then you start having to kind of keep that up and then as soon as you think it falters as soon as you think that your popularity is is um what's the word getting less yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's when you start wanting to to bring it back again so yeah. that and then that sort of cycle comes back where you're trying to yeah get people to like you yeah. again it's like as soon as we get start to get that affirmation and acknowledgement then it's a kind of feels like maybe a vicious circle that just goes around and around and around and when you've been in this cycle of 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 you know getting compliments from people and constantly asking people why was i good did i look okay instead of just being like you know what I I did look pretty good and I was fine and I did a good job you then feel kind of helpless without those affirmations and without those people telling you that everything was fine and and, uh, the amount of times I I asked my husband you know was it okay did I do all right um no no but really no seriously did I look okay you know and he's like yeah so um but I'm trying to get myself more into the practice of of just accepting that that everything's fine and trying not to ask people all the time. I had to do these interviews the other day for this job and it was with the cast and I was so afraid of saying something that was going to be seen as, I don't know, incorrect or not perfect that I felt like someone had just ripped my voice box from me and I just didn't have a voice and all the other actors were, you know, speaking really eloquently and saying great things and I they must have thought I was just a mute because I was and that and it was so stupid because I thought I have so much to say about this I'm so proud of this job and I didn't because of this exact fear oh it you know I I can I can relate to that and when it comes to being sat down and and being asked your opinion I I just didn't know that was part of the territory I Mm. didn't know that was going to be such a big part of what I did and it made me even more kind of fearful of 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 who I was and and lose sight of who I was because I was trying to figure out if I was giving honest answers I was trying to figure out if I was maybe giving answers that were a bit censored because I 
I, I felt like my honesty was a bit too honest or like, am I being honest enough? Am I you know, being too honest? And so you, you start ask, uh, asking yourself all these questions and then before you know it, you know, you've got instead of everything to say, you've got nothing to say. And mm. how can someone become fearless? It feels like, is, it, is there a sort of a way of not caring what people think? Yeah. In a way, like not... Because I, I think... Because my job is... is is so and maybe wrongly based on popularity popularity of, of you as a person and you know you as a musician as an artist you start you do start changing yourself for other people um and you start being a certain way because you have to be and and I often say you know it's for my job it's for business whatever um so you start kind of losing you know, your true self. And, and I think that the way that, I, it's kind of dark, but for me, and this is just my personal thing, I have to go to the extremes and think you can either die knowing that you've, you've truly approached things with as much fearlessness as possible, or you can die regretting not doing things because mm. you're a little bit scared of doing it. I came across this quote, this American poet, philosopher Chris Jamie he yeah, I've, said, I've heard of him I, yeah, I love yeah his he comes quotes. out with some real really yeah, good ones and yeah. one of his quotes is he says it's much easier on the emotions when one sees life as an experiment rather than a struggle for popularity when I read this I was like yes that's so true um, we would feel so much more free if we felt safe to be unpopular safe to experiment and safe to create but I feel like with you you do experiment and this fear, yeah, in some ways you have said has limited you, but also you have faced it. You're always facing it by doing all these albums, which always have yeah. a different sound. Yeah, God, every time I bring out an album, it, I have no idea. You know, I have no idea how this next album is going to be perceived. And again, it's like a fear of like, oh God, what if people don't like the music? But you still release it, and yeah, yeah and there are like I have the occasional kind of you know moment of reading my own, like listening to my own lyric. Um, usually I've had a glass of wine or two um, <laughs> and, and thinking, you know, I, I'm really proud of myself that I've, I've been able to communicate something in that way or proud of myself that I've released, that I'm about to release something so honest, um, so raw and, and heartfelt. Uh, so in a way, I suppose that, that has always been an exercise and has always been um, an experiment because I was always, a sh I was a pretty shy kid pretty shy teenager pretty shy adult um and my music is is you know the music of a very confident seemingly confident person that is willing to talk about every single feeling ex-boyfriends family uh and just put it all out there so I suppose uh, you know music has, has saved me in 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 that sense and it's given me you know this this platform to be able to just stand up on and 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 you know sing what I want to sing and and my voice be heard um so it's like I I I am curious as to how genuinely how people who perhaps don't have that you know how how they can have that voice because so much of overcoming fear and especially that the fear that we've been talking about which is like not being liked and thinking that we're always going to say the wrong thing or not know enough that's mm. one thing it's like not you know not not being intelligent enough for a, a subject or um and and also thinking oh maybe my opinion's not the right opinion um i i just don't think we express much anymore we yeah. don't we don't express ourselves um definitely not physically um 
And as we become more and more kind of insular with this uh, overload of information on, on social media, I think even getting out there a bit more is really crucial mm. for that. And I think I read a quote that was something like, you know, the, the way the way to do it is doing it. Mm. Um, there's you know there's no other way around it. So um, you know Nike really did nail it when they they made up the slogan "Just Do It" because yeah. it, there really is there's nothing you can do. You can you know the, the thought of the thing that you're worried about is way more scary than the actual thing that you're mm. worried about. But you do take risks. I'd say you are a risk taker with your music. You are. But you know the ri- the risk taking. It may seem like like it's an easy exercise and it's an easy thing to just pursue but I think on a weekly basis I have to do something that's really scary yeah this week I have to go to Dallas and play a show there I'm I'm really nervous because it's just out of completely out of my comfort zone Uh, and also I'm not playing shows much at the moment until the album comes out so it's just suddenly being thrust out onto a stage performing to a stadium of people and then buggering off again mm. and and is that is that fear the fear of the audience not liking you or, or the fans yeah I mean it's 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 always about that um I've been able to recently more and more be indifferent to people's opinion uh, more and more um and that's from reading that's from reading other people's versions of their fears so I think that's that really helps because you realize it's not just you it's never just mm. you and I think going on social media less and less is really helps because this constant comparison to other people is I think is is quite dangerous but do you I mean do you have a lot of followers how many followers do you have? I have like a, a lot. I, I have like millions. You know, yeah, I have a, few, a couple of millions. A couple got, of million. You've got a few. Yeah. Is um, that? Do you feel uh, pressure or responsibility to to these followers? Like what you put out there, and does that does that cause any kind of anxiety? Or I try and post as humanly as possible about just myself and. My, you know my honest life which is at the moment baking um boxing <laughs> um living in oxford with my husband which is a kind of a new thing he's he's studying there um and you know quite a kind of normal what i like to think of as a normal life i'm in the studio that's kind of my work um or i'm you know doing emails that's also kind of my work and does it does the fear of not being liked impact your the posts that you put on social media? I think that the things I post aren't necessarily, you know, part of the whole rock and roll thing that I'm probably supposed to be. Um, I think that sometimes I feel like I have to be this, this, um, you know, mysterious enigma rock star, whereas actually, you know, it's not real. And I no. think as we're, as more actors, more artists, uh, more people in, in the, in the those industries are coming onto social media you're suddenly realizing they're real people and yeah. you, know, you know I remember when Julia Roberts came onto Instagram I was like oh my god Julia Roberts yeah. is on Instagram and she's posting pictures in her house like with a face mask on or whatever you know and so I think that you know stars are becoming you know real people which I think is actually really important um, yeah. but yeah I think part of me thinks I have to keep this kind of persona of being this rock star and then the other part of me is like Look, I just love making cakes mm. and hanging out and being really stupid with my husband um, 
um, and I like a cocktail or I like a glass of wine. So I just, I, you know, I say to, I say, I do have like a social media team, although I do everything myself. And I say to them, oh, what should we, what should we post today? And, and sometimes they'll say, oh, we just want you to, you know, why don't you just post something real, you know, mm-hmm. just you and the cat or something. And then there's just, there's just so much overthinking involved. So when I post, I, I, I make sure that anything I post, I don't overthink and I don't so you know, suddenly don't, think, you oh, maybe I should out. take that down. I just put it out. And yeah. um, unless I suddenly get like a like a really um, desperate message from one of my social teams saying, oh, my God, no, don't post that. In which case I would then have to. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get anything negative sent to you, do you respond to that? Do you ever, if someone no, says anything, never. You, you don't respond? No. No. And that's a lesson I've learned. Uh, because I used to, and I realised that it just did nothing. There are there are how many people on this earth? You are never going to have the exact same opinion as other people. You, you know, there are going to be people who who are on their own journey and for whatever reason say negative things. Mm. And and you try as much as you can to put yourself in their shoes and understand why they might be saying those things or why they might feel that way. Professionally, I yeah. can easily shut that off. But per- yeah, personally. I do get scared if I've ever offended someone and it will play on my mind for like years. Mm. And then I'll text someone like drunkenly after a year saying, by the way, just, you know, that, that night that I said that, I really didn't mean that. Um, I meant this. I'm like, <laughs> why am I doing that? Like it's a year, you know, a year's past and the other person's like, I'd actually forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I found myself doing that quite a lot. So yeah. in my personal life, I do still have this, you know, um, I really hope I didn't, you know, say the wrong thing. That's, and now yeah. you're married to yeah. Casper. Yeah. Do you feel more kind of secure, more settled, more kind of like a unit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do you know it's um it's really for want of a better word, it's it's nice because it, it feels really so good to have someone that you can um, talk to and someone that you know will give answers that you might not necessarily want or, or opinions that that you don't share but it's so nice to just talk to someone and um, I think that the, the strength in our relationship is just that we laugh all the time and I was going to say that earlier actually because I've, I've had the question so many times you know how do you deal with this how do you deal with that and mm. it's always sense of humor and it's always pretending I'm in a like spoof documentary and so much ridiculous stuff happens like for example I had this I was meant to receive this award I was <laughs> I was meant to receive this award last week and then I got a phone call saying yeah so the category's actually just been scrapped so you won't be getting that award anymore um and that's just one of the Did things that I just had why? to burst out laughing at it was too confusing. Apparently, it was something to do with streaming. But instead of being really bummed out, I just thought it was funny. And yeah. and so, being able to laugh at yourself is so important. Um, I think that's and that's something that I share with Casper. And we just we just laugh all the time. Um, but also, he's taught me to be a lot more rational. He's taught me to be a lot less angry. I think anger has been something that I've had to, you know, um, I've had I've had a lot. I'm not scared to say I've had a lot of therapy to sort of deal with anger. Actually, when you talk to someone who's completely unbiased and, you know, from from a whole other world, you feel like you can completely open up. And it's actually it's, it's really miraculous therapy, I think. Um, and I'm not saying like I lash out or whatever, you know, no. I, I just get these. But you know what? Sometimes I think that was just related to um, times in the past where I've been frustrated because perhaps I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't. I've, I've been in different relationships and 
and sometimes you just don't people just don't bring out the best in each mm, other mm. and I think that's that's uh, that's underrated that that sometimes you might just not be around the right people yeah um you know it's not you know if you're ever feeling insecure I think that's also something worth checking mm. that you're not just around people who make you feel that way that's definitely worth checking um but but Casper yeah makes me feel like I can be myself and you know there's nothing there's nothing yeah. more important than that and I suppose what you I mean you were kind of it felt like you were thrust in the spotlight at quite an early age and do you think maybe you found that group of people that make you feel good and happy rather than the people mm. initially is that is that changed your um who you hang out with I, th- I think that naturally the people that I didn't resonate with as much just kind of naturally drifted away from me and vice versa um I definitely met people in a time that I wasn't being myself um and if you meet people in a space where you are simply not being the real you then those friends aren't going to hang around you know for the for the long term because it's the same with like meeting meeting somebody meeting like a partner when you're not in the right headspace um, and you you kind of you know you've got these layers that need to be unravelled before you can open yourself up emotionally to someone. And it's the same with friends. And you know I was out partying all the time. Um, I mean because for my job really it was yeah. like it wasn't like I was like you know let's go to a club. Um, it was more it was more just I had to be out for things. I was always at awards things. I was always performing at things. And then you know there's always booze. And then before you know it you're going to another place. Uh, and then yeah you meet people and I think it's people you feel like you can relate to because they're kind of in the same place so I suppose I I for a while I had other friends who were inverted commas famous musicians or performers actors and you think that by hanging around with them you can sort of keep yourself in this vacuum this Mm. like bubble Uh, but then as soon as you have a break from all that you start chiseling away at yourself um, you know the real you comes out or what you you know what you think is the most the, the realist most honest version of yourself and then suddenly those friends just don't those people don't really match that anymore mm. they don't really have any kind of resonance with you yeah. um, and what's interesting is you know when we're younger and trying to be something else to be liked mm. yeah. rather than thinking oh actually maybe I'll just be liked for who I am yeah and it's so true and I think people just need to give that a go and it sounds so simple Let's just give it a give go give it a go <laughs> just um, be yourself yeah because because not er- this is something that this is so simple you know that I've kind of you know realized quite recently is that not everyone's going to like you that's okay not mm. everyone is going to you know have the same personality as you or you know have the same interests or find you funny you know, and that as soon as you accept that, and you realise you've got, you know, the friends around you that you love that do like you for who you are, it's just it's such an easier life. Yeah. You know, I do this thing where I like launch things onto another planet, and they never come back. It's a and good idea. Like, yeah, that works. Like, so just throw, just throw it, it away. Yeah, I and mean, it, you know, throw it up into the universe, and then it's gone forever. I do this thing where I imagine a bonfire, bonfire and I just yeah. throw it into the bonfire yeah that's I mean, good too sometimes, sometimes it works yeah, but, it's, it but like the power of the mind you know it's it's uh it sounds silly but you really can make those things kind of go away it's mm. strange mm. yeah when i first saw you perform it was actually at 
Glastonbury. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this girl, she's fearless. She's when you're on stage, you just are fierce. I'm God, I saying, damn near killed myself during that before. Like I was running around like a madman. I think my heart rate yeah, was like two hundred when I came off stage. Yeah. But then in but then in real real life, you're still fierce, but you're very gentle and you're soft and you're warm and and it, 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 there is like a real contrast to what you're like on stage and mm. what you are on real. I know real it's life. really it's really funny. Like, do so people say that a lot? Yeah, like when I come off stage, you know, people will react to me as as if I'm this, you know, I, I, like I've got this thing around me. Um, but that must be my energy, and it's like people sort of don't come near me and just kind of look at me really wide eyed and kind of watch me as I walk past. But actually, it's just it's just that's just my my who I am as a performer it's like Mm. it's like another person um and when I when I first met Casper you know he was like so you're a singer you know and and then (laughs) the first time he saw me I think he was just in shock because it was just this whole other person yeah Um, and that's that's some that's I feel that to be quite sacred in a way because I can't explain who that person is I don't know who that person is I haven't quite all I know is that, that that person comes out on stage and isn't afraid of anyone. And if only I could transfer that a little bit into my personal yeah. life. Um, but, I, you know, I'm proud of that person, whoever that person is. It's it's different and it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's what I felt when I first met you. I thought, oh, you're going to be really, like, intimidating. And <laughs> I wish like, I was Rah! sometimes, yeah. No, and no, not at all. Maybe when I'm boxing, I'm quite intimidating. Um, yeah, boxing. So that's actually <laughs> what I want to talk about. Is boxing one of your ways to to get you out of your fear? Sometimes. Yeah, I just i I've always been such an advocate for for exercise. And when if people ever say to me, like fans, family, friends, ever say, "I'm feeling really run down. I'm like, you know, not able to get up in the morning. I'm feeling a bit depressed." Um, what can I do? You know, you're, you always seem so motivated. I'm like, trust me, I'm not. When I wake up in the morning, all I want to do is just stay in bed. But I just take the steps, getting out of bed, putting my trainers on, putting my training stuff on, putting a hat on and just going out. And even if I just walk, just like taking one step in front of the mm. other, that to me is an achievement. So then turning it into a run, that's even more of an achievement. Turning it into a long run, great, amazing. And then you feel like you've accomplished something already. Um, so boxing is like another one of those but I just I find boxing particularly empowering because like punching the hell out of something for for an hour is I don't know I think it has this I think it has this like innate I don't know what it is maybe we've we've been you know women have been relatively suppressed for a long time you know for hundreds of years long long time and suddenly we have this ultimate freedom to mm. to you know, we can go and lift weights without guys, you know, turning their nose up at us or we can we can go boxing without, you know, having any kind of judgment. And it's just this I think something maybe just this this freedom and this power that we that we have and it you know, it kinda comes out physically for me and and it's I don't know, if anyone if anyone's listening, any women who are listening who haven't tried boxing, I highly recommend it. It's just mm. this most most incredible feeling of of power yeah. yeah empowering empowering it? really empowering yeah I mean I have I've only done it a couple of times and feels like you could just take on the world yeah I can't recommend it enough if you're feeling a bit rubbish in the morning yeah and what would you say you have learnt from fear god I think ev- everything 
like learning doesn't come without fear. Um, you know, I think everyone knows that nothing comes out of being comfortable. And I particularly want to, you know, make a mark in this world and I want to I want to desperately help the planet. I want to desperately help the homeless. I think learning means having to adjust. The more you learn, the more you perhaps might want to change. So fear is is part of that because every time you learn something new, every time you learn something new about yourself, about the world around you, you know, it is scary. But but then, you know, it all comes down to how you process that fear and just understanding that fear will always be there, but the way that you process it you know it can get easier every single mm. time um and i genuinely think that we all live with fear but it's just you can embrace it mm. or you can not embrace it yeah and i feel like you do embrace it from this conversation i feel like you really go through that fear when you try yeah, to may, maybe i do um it's the more i talk about it you know this is this is why i was so i was so so happy to do this podcast because the more i talk about it the better i feel and I think my my job requires me to to have that fearlessness. Definitely, I would I wouldn't be able to get up on stage. But I also am quite more and more forgiving of myself. Yeah. And understanding that the only way that I'm going to be able to really stop caring about what people think is by, you know, having a real respect for myself and and loving myself because actually it's just you even if you have the most supportive husband, the most supportive fiance, boyfriend, partner it still has to come from you. Mm. And there is this illusion that it has to come from the person that you're with. And I'm afraid that they can support you, give you love, give you comfort, but you have to love you first and foremost. And anything else is an amazing bonus and it's so great to have good family, good friends. But the more you realize that it comes from you, the better you go through life, I think. Yeah, It's all down to just you know making sure you have as much fun as possible laughing being able to laugh at yourself a little bit you know like you said you walked into a door sorry <laughs> but like being able to laugh at I it walked is into so a door good in front of but a lot of people like I walked into a door and you know and you were genuinely bummed out I think you've got to laugh there are some things in this job you're like oh this is just part of my job um and you know that there's been times where I've like started a performance too early like a live like German tv and then you realize you're out of time for the whole song and then you just, you know, smile and pretend nothing's happening. But I just, I've lost count of the amount of times I've looked like a fool. Um, but I look back with them and just laugh yeah. and think it's funny. I do recommend just always trying to have a laugh and laughing at yourself. That's what yeah. I do all the time. And Ellie, what do you, I ask everybody these three questions. Number one... What is the place you go to when you are feeling fearful? And that could be a physical place or a place in your imagination or it could be a person. Uh, I actually go to a place in my head. Uh, it's called Elam Valley and it's a place I used to go to when I was, when I was a kid. Um, it has these beautiful big dams. Anyone, any person who's, who's from mid Wales will know where I'm talking about. It has these incredible dams and it's quite kind of mystical so I go back there when I'm feeling a bit anxious and I go and I just kind of um it was you know you couldn't hear anything it was just sheep running water um and I love going back there in my head because it was like ultimate tranquility and peace 
And then physically, I mean, I do have a habit of running away. Um, I'll have uh, quite a few missed calls from my management and various people. Um, I will get on a train and go somewhere. Um, at the moment, I keep running off to Oxford, um, but I do I do kind of live there, so that's not that. Yeah, I'm technically not running away. Uh, but no, I do. You know, sometimes I have days where I I go back to my house and read a book and put some comedy on and or listen to the radio and just kind of sit there with a tea own time own time yeah Mm. and what about the music or song that you listen to music it could be your own song (laughs) definitely not god that gives me anxiety listening to my own music um i often listen to my songs just once when they when they're being mixed Mm -hmm. uh, once or twice and then I don't listen to them until I play them live. Really? Yeah. It's too, it's too, I've been doing this too long. It's, it's become too technical for me. Uh, But a song, I'll go back to a song from my childhood, which is um, a mini Ripton song called um, Le Fleurs. My mum used to walk in and in this, on the, like climax bitch you go is she an amazing singer um i i wouldn't say she's an amazing singer she d- could definitely hold a <laughs> she's tune still listening to that sars <laughs> mum um no my dad was a guitarist my mum could yeah she could definitely sing a bit i mean mm. i don't think i have any singers or anything in the family just from you yeah just from me yeah and last question what would you do if fear did not exist what would you do Oh, wow. Well, I would... Gosh, I'd do so much. I mean, this is the question, isn't it? That we all have to ask ourselves, what would we do if we didn't have any fear whatsoever? And actually, then you realise that quite a few of those things are possible. Um, You just have to sort of push the fear bit out of the way. Mm. Um, I did a skydive once. Every bone in my body was... was, And and every piece of my body, every bit of flesh in my body was telling me not to. And I still did it anyway. And it was the best thing I've ever done. And I did a bungee in New Zealand at one point, even though... Yeah, I, I just remember being... Just feeling physically sick, but doing it anyway. But... Oh gosh, I would do so much. Yeah, I would do so much more. My day mm. would be filled with so many things, like physical things. I would write down things more. I would take more pictures of things. I would probably do a lot more blagging into things. Um, yeah, it would It would just be, yeah, imagine that. Imagine a life without fear. It would be... Yeah, imagine. But, but you can, but you can... We need it, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> but we, we also do need the fear because, uh, yeah, we, we... Fear is actually... A really important part of life and it's just something that we all overcome yeah try to try to yeah try to try to use oh ellie thank you so much this thank has you for been having me such a joy to it's have been, you yeah it's been it's been lovely thank, thank you. you thank you for listening to fear itself If you enjoyed this episode, it would be hugely appreciated if you could subscribe on your favourite podcast app and maybe share it with a friend who you think might like it. You can also find me on Instagram at Cressida Bonus. I'd like to give a special thanks to the producer and editor Hannah Varrell, James and Kazra at One Fine Play for their fantastic studio space and Malt Martin for his beautiful music. Tune in next week when I will be chatting to another great guest about all things fear. Thanks, guys, and see you next week.